Everybody is thinking about public safety. A 17-year-old boy was shot and killed. The passenger began firing at both men. We're starting to see a lot of these pop-ups, but they're happening at extreme rates. There is a perception that Hollywood is a place where you can do crime just because people have money. Of course, there's celebrities out there. It's the entertainment capital of the world. As much as there's a good perception about Hollywood being this premier place to be when it comes to entertainment, there is a dark side to it when it comes to it being a murder capital. My guest today is Kathy Hood, local Hollywood business owner and resident. I also sat down with Vern Pearson, district attorney and crime expert in California, to discuss what is happening to Hollywood and Kathy's observation as Hollywood's resident. There are more people carrying more guns on the streets of Los Angeles, and when they're carrying more guns and they're engaged in criminal activity, there is a much higher likelihood that they will use those firearms if they have them in their possession when they're committing a crime. Is skyrocketing crime being accepted as the new norm in Hollywood? Is the once highly regarded city of Hollywood losing its cultural values? Let's find out in today's interview. I'm Siamai Korami. Welcome to California Insider. Yes, thank you so much, Samak, for having me on the show. We want to talk to you about your neighborhood. You have seen your concern about Hollywood, your neighborhood. Can you tell us uh, where, where you live and what's going on there? Yes, yeah, so I'm here as a resident, a concerned resident. I live in Hollywood. I run and operate a local business in Hollywood. It's a PR a communications agency, woman-owned, so we're small. And I've just seen firsthand of all the crime, the increase of crime happening in the community in which I live and work. And it's not just me, it's the residents, other residents that I'm around, that I've spoken to, everyone that we're exposed to in our area have been witnessing the increase of crime from aggregated assaults to robberies to thefts. I mean, it's just pretty crazy right now. Can you explain and tell us some of the examples that, that you have you have seen? Yes, absolutely. I honestly can share what's been happening on my street. Um, and so I'm in a group text with uh, you know, mostly residents within my building and other residents in other surrounding apartment buildings. And so we've had issues on the street where, like for instance, uh, a couple weeks ago, there was a shooting on our street where these guys got into it. One guy was shooting at the vehicle because one guy hopped in the vehicle to get away. But the guy got shot, died, ran into five other vehicles that was parked on the street and the, the killer ran away. That's just one incident. There was an elderly woman in a parking garage walking to her car, got attacked and robbed. There was another situation with an elderly man. He was in a, a restaurant just sitting there enjoying you know, um, his day and someone came in to rob this old man and a good Samaritan went and you know, tackled the we guy before he- We actually interviewed him on the show. Yeah, yeah, did, oh my yeah. God, I remember the story because yeah. it happened down the street from yeah. where I lived. And so these are just different scenarios. There was a group of um, individuals that came from a nightclub. Hollywood is known for its nightclubs. Um, these individuals was targeted in the club. And so when they left and went to the gas station, they got robbed at the gas station. 
Uh, yesterday, PNB Rock, the rapper, the, the hip hop artist, he got gunned down at Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles, not in Hollywood, but outside in LA. And he was just there dining, um, just like a normal uh, civilian would uh, dine in. But he got robbed, someone took his chain. So we're starting to see an increase concern. And they also shot him? Did they do that? Yes, they, they shot him uh, at the Roscoe's chicken and raffles um, head on, and he died right there. So, and that's just one case. There was another case in North Hollywood with Wacko the Kid. It was another rapper. He had, um, you know, got into a robbery, robbery situation. So we're starting to see a lot of these pop-ups, but they're happening at extreme rates. Um, and it's not just, you know, people in entertainment, it's also residents. And they are kind of, are they gang related? Are they random? What, what do you see? You know, what I'm noticing and what I've been reading and just speaking and working with different organizations and what a lot of these individuals have been saying, a lot of these crimes stem from people coming to Hollywood. They don't necessarily live in the neighborhood, but they come to Hollywood to commit the crime. So that's what we're noticing, whether um, they're a collective gang from a different area, but there is a perception that Hollywood is a place where you can do crime just because people have money or, um, of course, there's celebrities out there. It's the entertainment capital of the world. And so as much, you ha as, much as, as there's a good perception about Hollywood being this premier place to be when it comes to entertainment, there is a dark side to it when it comes to it being a murder, murder capital. Now, there was a Starbucks there that got shut down as well, right? There was a... Yeah, there's a... I mean, like, again, these small businesses, especially in the area, they're hurting because when these shootings take place in, in and around their establishments, they have to shut down. They're losing business. There's a perception about that establishment now. So, you know, if people go to that restaurant, what are they going to think about? They're going to think about that crime that was committed. And what does that do to the business owners? What does it do to the employees who work there? Um, and we're noticing not residents experiencing these crimes, but also business um, entities as well. Um, and we're coming from the pandemic and we're still, businesses are hurting uh, financial wise. And so when you shut down their business for a day or two as an investigation is ongoing, then it's, it's still hurting the business and it's hurting everyone um, that's involved in it. Now, this is a very touristic place as well. Like yeah. you, have, you have all the stars there, right? You have, yeah, yeah, you got Hollywood Walk of Fame. Uh, you have the Hollywood Highland Center, the Chinese Theater. We have a lot of studios from Paramount. Netflix is out um, also in Hollywood. So Hollywood is that entertainment hub. It's a place, I know when I first moved to Hollywood, right? I was 18. Uh, it was back in early 2000s. I was excited to move here. I was like, okay, I'm going to meet celebrities. I'm going to walk on a Hollywood Walk of Fame. I'm going to make it in this society. But I didn't, as part of that dream, I didn't have a sense of security. Like, oh my gosh, I have to think about public safety or looking over my shoulder. So tourists should come to Hollywood as a place where they feel proud to be. But now with that perception where there's a actual reduction in tourists coming to the area. Do people not feel comfortable being there at night? Do they have to go during certain times? Uh, 
How is it at night versus the day? It's so funny you ask that. I was on the boulevard the other day, and I was just talking to um, a couple of individuals who are not from Hollywood, and you know they were asking me like, "Oh, is it safe to be out here at night, or should we be here?" Um, and the simple fact that individuals from out of state are asking that question is concerning because Hollywood should be a place where you don't even have to think about that. You're walking walking down Hollywood Boulevard, having a great time, enjoying all of the great, beautiful um, you know, benefits of it. However, it is dangerous at night. A lot of these crimes do take place at night, whether it's outside of a nightclub, um, you know, at gas station, I would say. Um, people bring out flashy cars and wear flashy outfits and Hollywood is a great nightlife but crime does happen a lot at night but it mostly happens during the day as well. So based on what you're saying it looks like Hollywood is is not doing well. Are, are the residents there, the, the community, is are they giving up on it? No. I think that if anything we're at a time where people are getting more engaged raising more awareness around this issue. For instance, Hollywood Partnerships, Kathleen Rawson. She just became president and she just installed some light fixtures on the boulevard that was a big deal where tourists and individuals are not walking in the dark. They can walk at night at, you know, at night and feel safe. So those are different measures that the uh, community is implementing to make sure that people are feeling a sense of security. Um, the Circle Program, they are, like I've mentioned before, an alternative rapid response program where if someone was having a crisis that's non-emergency related, these individuals can come out and um, provide the services that that individual needs. So there are organizations that are out there in the streets, whether it's street cleaning, uh, whether it's, like I said, installing those lights. Um, passing different motions so there is hope you know so Hollywood I mean of course we're, we're talking about the negatives but there are positives that are coming from these concerns and so I'm um, you know I've been working with various organizations on how could we solve public safety issues and now the feeling you probably have is very different than maybe even 10 years ago five years ago when did it start changing Yes, I think over the years, I, pre-pandemic, it's definitely different what it, it was before than it is now. There was a lot, there's been a lot of laws, ordinances, a lot of different things that have come about during the pandemic, and now we're feeling that after effect. Um, and so, not saying that we've never had encampment issues or not saying we've never had public safety issues, but now it's becoming a lot more concerned because look, people are aware of it and it's happening to their family members, it's happening in their houses, it's happening where they live and work. And so it's a conversation that needs to be had, not just the local level, but I think globally. What about the police? What are your interactions with police? From what we've heard is it takes a long time for some of these things to get responded, if, if they are not serious, if it's not a shooting or if it's, how does it work with the police? Have you had any interactions? Yes, yeah, so I, over the years, you've been seeing a decrease in law enforcement workforce. So I, I do believe it has everything to do with the lack of resources, the lack of officers on the street. Gosh, the other day I had gone into a car accident, I called 911 and I was on hold. 
So, and that's just ridiculous. That was so upsetting to me to be on hold on 911. However, a couple weeks ago, I joined Mitch O'Farrell, council member of District 13, and we passed a motion to allocate and invest over, I would say, $200,000 plus into providing overtime hours to law enforcement, specifically in Hollywood. And I do believe that that could be a solution because as we have more officers on the street, there is that sense of security. And so I do see law enforcement working. I know that they are aware of a lot of these issues. I actually went to a public forum where Alex Villanueva. Villanueva, um, yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, I said his name right, okay. He spoke at this public forum um, and he actually stated some um, crucial facts, but if there's new funding, I don't think we need to defund the police. I know in LA is creating that divide where those who really want to defund and those who don't want to defund the police, I think that we need to start looking at law enforcement in a new light, in a new way, and start cracking down on internal training, what's going on there, um, and start uh, getting more security on the streets, I would say. So you think that defund the, move, the police movement has hurt this situation or caused some of this? I don't think that movie has caused any of it. I think that people are emotional with the George Floyd killing that happened, with a lot of things, sh uh, police violence, you know, f um, happening as far as like killing black individuals or, you know, minority individuals. A lot of that has a lot to do with people's decisions and how they feel. So people have every right to feel how they feel about LAPD. I mean, not saying that I feel safe when LAPD is around, but I know that that sense of security is needed. Um, but I do think there's opportunities for us to hold law enforcement more accountable. But at the same time, you need them, right? You need we to need get it. Right, exactly. We need it. We need. However, I don't think LAPD needs to be responsive on every call. If someone is having a mental health crisis or something that's non-emergency related, in Hollywood, they do have um, where if you call 911, they can route that call to an alternative uh, response, whether it's a circle program, there are alternative program besides the LAPD that you can call and they provide other services that's non, you know, that's unarmed related, non-LAPD related. And on the other hand, we have George Gascon, some of his policies uh, might w and as I've been told, like okay, that there is no penalty for people if they use a gun in a robbery, and uh, if there, there's no penalty, people will do use the gun anyways. Some of those policies that sounds good on the paper, or to some people it might sound good, has a big impact on the streets in your neighborhood. What do you think of that? Have you thought about? Have you guys looked into? those those policies oh yeah absolutely I mean gun violence is the number one violence right now I mean it's happening not just in this neighborhood in Hollywood it's happening all around us in various neighborhoods everyone is a lot of people are experienced gun violence is in California I, I truly believe like it's easy to get a gun People, there's people out there with ghost guns, right? Where the, the ghost gun is not registered to a serial number or they're not registered gun owners. And so within all of those laws, and I'm not like a specialist on a lot of those different ordinances and laws and motions, but one thing I could say is 
there are a lot of unregistered gun owners out here in California, and that's very concerning. I mean, imagine if you just take off everyone's gun, take it all off of, off the street, and then re-give it to everyone and make sure that everyone's registered. I'm not sure that's going to happen, but it would take something bold like that to really control some of these gun laws. Well, one of the things they were doing, besides the gun laws, like you, if you were thinking of stealing something, and not that you would do it, <laughs> but, <laughs> but if you go with a gun or without a gun, the penalty will be the same. Because of these policies that have been put in place in LA, uh, do you think the residents of LA really, really understand what the government is doing in LA, or is there could there be a connection? Do you guys think there's a potential connection between what you see on the street and the policies? There's a disconnect. Residents, I do believe we all are aware of what's happening. However, there, when it comes to what's happening on the streets, and like you'd mentioned, it looks great on paper, but when it's actually implied in real human time, does it really work, right? And we're living in it right now. And I mean, you can testimony to it. It's not working. <laughs> we still got issues. So uh, your neighborhood, uh, the people that you are talking to, they're all concerned about the violence. Today. Absolutely. It's the talk of the town. It's, hey, did you hear about the shooting? Actually, the other day, I was walking my dog, because I walk my dog every morning, not thinking nothing is going to happen. My neighbor came after me. He's like, hey, do you have a mace? And I was like, a mace? He's like, you need a mace as you're walking your dog. Didn't even think about it. <laughs> so it's just like everybody is thinking about public safety. Do you think it's not going to be livable if we continue like that in L.A.? Absolutely. We're starting to see people move out of L.A. They're moving to other, I mean, not only is L.A. expensive to live in, but of course the concerns around crime and public safety issues. I mean, if you have a family, would you want your children to be in an area where there's an increase of crime? Um, even with the, um, I think it's 4118, right, um, the encampment law, where uh, encampments can only be a certain amount of feet um, from, a school, from a school, right? Imagine kids walking to school and they are exposed to a lot of different things that they shouldn't be exposed like to. Like drugs. Like or drugs or even see something that they shouldn't see. Is that fair? Um, so there's a lot of different things happening where people are fed up. They're moving maybe to other various parts of California. So L.A. is losing that. It's losing its... Um, it's losing its perception. It's losing what it's supposed to be about, right? You come to LA for this, but now it's like you come to LA to uh, be exposed to crime. Yeah, this is a, LA is a big international. Everybody wants to go to LA, Everybody, move to LA. Yes, you know, it's the place even uh, if you're a tourist or if you're from a different state or a different country, people want to come to LA and why? Because LA is full of opportunities. But within those opportunities, there's just a lot of uh, red tape and um, dark spaces that people can easily get into. But then now it's becoming a, a huge issue. Now, do you have any message for the leaders of, of LA? Yes, I would say we all need to come together. I think that there's no reason for different government entities to not work together. So if they're not working together, then how could these laws and uh, motions work? Um, I think that we also need to have a lot more communications with the residents. 
before me getting involved into this space, I had new, no clue of what was going on. I had no clue, who do I call if I wanted to pick up trash in my street? Who would I call if I wanted to re report an encampment? Not saying all encampments are bad because they're part of the community, right? The house and unhoused. However, we need to all collectively come together and it's not just a local issue, but like I said, it's more global. Now, why did you get involved in actively talking about this? Yes, I'm passionate about this. I love, as a PR um, professional, I love ensuring and making sure that people's stories and voices are told, especially minorities, sh are shared across mainstream media. I, you know, I grew up from a family that didn't have much, so I understand what it is to grow up from nothing and be on the streets and then work hard and work up that corporate ladder, but then you're still not at the top just because of the color of your skin. And so that's what propelled me to go branch out and pave my own way. And so I want to start being that example for younger people who want those opportunities but aren't or don't have the resources to, be, to get those resources so they can thrive. And so ultimately I care about Hollywood. I live there, I'm gonna live there as long as I can. Um, and I want it to be a better place to be because I believe it could be if we all come together. Kathy J. Hood, a concern resident in Hollywood. It was great to have you on California yes, Insider. thank you, thank you. I also sat down with El Dorado District Attorney Vern Pearson to hear his perspective on how Kathy Hood and fellow Los Angeles residents are handling the crime surge in their city. We have talked to multiple residents of Hollywood and they're all concerned with the level of crime in, in their neighborhood. What are your thoughts on what she's experiencing? Well, watching the video, I mean, I don't want to sound flip about it, but to me, it seems evident that she understands the problem of crime better than many of our elected officials, perhaps even better than the elected uh, uh, district attorney of L.A. County. Um, the, the practical reality is that in the last few years, there are more people carrying more guns on the streets of Los Angeles and when they're carrying more guns and they're engaged in criminal activity, there is a much higher likelihood that they will use those firearms if they have them in their possession when they're committing a crime. Hence, shootings are up by 30% year over year in, in, uh, in L the city of LA, uh, uh, and uh, murders are up 24%, and uh, she seems to get it. I mean, the ghost guns are a very real problem. The number of guns that are in the hands of people that uh, uh, sh are, are prohibited persons, they should not be in the possession of firearms, yet they are. Um, there we're on the one-year anniversary in, in uh, the city of Sacramento of what was first characterized as a mass shooting. Um, it wasn't a mass shooting. It was a gunfight between prohibited persons who had previously been uh, to prison and then were released early because of poor public policy. Why are we having this many guns on the street? Why are people carrying guns all of a sudden in the streets of LA? Well, it's a is it because of the pandemic? After the pandemic, people have gone crazy, or is there other reasons? No, I think it's important to note that the ownership of firearms, there's a significant number of firearms owned in America and here in California, and specifically in LA. The, the actual percentage or number of guns that are out there 
had gone up, but really hasn't gone up that much. Certainly not in, in direct correlation to, to the amount of crime and the number of illegal guns. What she's alluding to, and I think she's correct, is one, there are ghost guns, which uh, uh, are uh, uh, non-serialized firearms that are manufactured as part of a kit. And then there are people who are criminals, and m for the most part, a large percentage of them are what we characterize as prohibited persons. They're not allowed to own or possess firearms, yet they're carrying them routinely. So what's happened is there's far more guns on the streets. So why is that? A number of different reasons, um, but not the least of which is that the laws have changed in the last few years having to do with uh, the possession or use of a firearm in a crime. And uh, when George Gascon came in, he, one of the first things he did was he put out a directive that said, we're not going to use uh, uh, firearms enhancements. In other words, people who carry guns in the commission of crimes, there'll be no additional penalty. So if you're going out and you're going to steal from someone, whatever the type of crime you're going to commit, if there's no reason to not carry a firearm, you're much more likely to carry a firearm. That is the reality. We've seen it. I don't know if you've seen the video we probably have of uh, a convicted murderer in, uh, out of L.A. County uh, toasting George Gascon's directives. And, uh, in prison, right? In prison, because he thinks the new directives are going to directly benefit himself. Uh, and he, they're not the only ones. This is repeated. Um, it, it's silly for us to think that when policies like that change, that the criminal community does not, is not aware of them. I've been in this business long enough to remember three strikes. When three strikes, crime was at its peak. We're, we talk about in terms of when, when crime has been previously at the peak. Uh, back in 92, 93, 94. I was back around as a prosecutor back then. Uh, when three strikes came out, inmates would characterize each other as whether or not they were strikers. They all knew if you were a striker, that meant you were much more likely to do, do a lot more time. Uh, they know what policies are, are being implemented in, in cities and communities and states, and they conduct change their behavior based upon those policies. So are the criminals more aware about these policies than we are as the general public? You know, that's an interesting question, and I, and I think they are. I think people who are in and out of the criminal ju justice system uh, uh, because they commit crimes, they tend to pay more attention to what's changing. I don't think most of the public is aware in L.A. County that if you do a strong-arm robbery, in other words, you, go, you rob somebody um, using your physical uh, behavior, you rob them, uh, take their property physically. Um, most people aren't aware that there's no additional penalty if you carry a gun uh, in the commission of that crime, or even if you use the gun, unless you seriously a murder the person. It's a, 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 it's a, it's, yes, I think the, the criminals are far more aware of what the rules are uh, regarding pun punishment than, than the average member. Because for the general public, we don't even know what rules went into effect because we don't pay attention. Yeah. And what do you recommend to Kathy and her neighborhood, the neighbors that she has in the community that are concerned? Because they, they, when they move to Hollywood in this neighborhood, they move to a different Hollywood than what they see today. Yeah. What can they do? Uh, do what she's doing, speaking out. I mean, the fact that you're having her on your show, and it's sad. It's heartening to hear her on one sense and sad in another sense. It's heartening to hear that members of the public are educating themselves and finding out what's actually going on. It, it's sad on the sense that she sounds more articulate and aware of the actual 
causes of violent crime than the people that have been elected to represent her.